You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to a brand new episode of Off Book. I can't even really say that. I'm like, you sound like you holding on a guy and change your hand. <laughs> Welcome to a brand new episode of Off Book presented by Broadway Black. We're here right now, ready to hit our marks and go off book right now. I don't know if I don't know if I'm ready right now, but I can tell from that right now. I'm like, do you mean that? Are you sure? It's right now. You really did try. Come through. But I'm Drew Shea. I'm Donye Love. And. Mind you, though, Princess Amber Mom was going off in my head, though. It was going off in my head. Everybody else was hearing it in their head. Exactly. Come through. Amber's not with us this week. Last, you know, last time it was like me and Amber. You were gone. Yeah. And now it's just me and you this week. Come through. And Amber is in Williamstown. Booked and blessed. Always booked and I'm blessed. So tired of her. Like, Come I'm not through. Tired of her, I'm, I'm tired of her. She better get her life, <laughs> and she better get her coin. Listen, okay, no, she get them both. She's gonna get the coin. Come through. She's getting the coin. Yeah, she's out there working on a new musical. Workshop. Oh, don't don't give me the line because I don't know. Well, I know I'm I'm oh, okay. You're I'm telling the truth. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you can get the line. I'll tell the truth. Okay. <laughs> she workshopping uh, a new musical out gotcha. there. I don't I don't remember what the piece is. Um, or like who's attached? But I know that's what she's doing. Gotcha. So get your life, girl. Hey, get it in. Come cool. through. Um, so I know y'all mad at us about last week, <laughs> but we had a really good episode. It was a popping episode. So I'm even mad at us. No, I'm not mad at us. I'm mad at technology. It's right. tech, blame technology. I should have done like two or three backups. Like that's the same thing Brandon was saying. <sighs> My husband was was like, "Now you know for next time." Right. I just but, well, because we well because we had, we all had so much going on mm-hmm. last week. It was the closing of your show. Yeah. Amber was running off to to do something, a rehearsal or something. She yeah. Off to do something, and we had to we couldn't go all the way downtown to the studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of the fact that we had. Um, the times like were crazy because your show started at seven thirty. We usually record like on Sundays at six thirty, mm-hmm. thirty, and so when we do that, we're in the studio all the way like at the the tip of town. Yeah. Um, but his show Come on tip of town, right? <laughs> well, ain't it though? <laughs> it's the tip of town. Listen, we can well, go my mind just got a little water. nasty, but yeah. Uh, you know what? I can't, I can't with you. <laughs> I'm not doing this. I'm just keeping it real, but come on, tip of town. <laughs> but we. I usually have to come all the way down to the studio, all the way to the tip of town. And last week, we couldn't do that because Danye's show was closing. Yeah. Um, he had to be there, and, you know, I had to be there. Even though I ended up going home, I didn't even stay. You did because you were over it. I, well, I wasn't over it, but I was over it. Mm-hmm. And also, I just, I had to give my ticket away. I couldn't, like, mm-hmm. I wasn't going to try to steal another like I'm not stealing the seats but like I give get it other people opportunities and that's you know, what like, I everybody love everybody wanted to come at did. the last minute like the last two days people come out some um, blowing you can up you do me anything like right like I'm the playwright blowing like I can't do nothing I gave you I gave you everything I had and mind you it was so many people came to the theater like I was like Danye find somewhere to hide so, so many people came to the theater the like night. yeah coming up to me like hey can you do anything oh no it ain't, like literally I was like this this is who you can talk to cause there's nothing I can do this is who but you see, can go and this we could have talk something to. the first couple of weeks. Exactly. When we was telling y'all to come. Exactly. And there were empty seats. Exactly. Like, you had the opportunity, but you waited until the last. Niggas. <laughs> niggas, stop doing that. <laughs> At the that. end of the day, hashtag niggas. Right. Like, stop doing that. That mm-hmm. pisses me off because nobody, especially if they're in a show or involved with the show, nobody wants to be hounded or asked Not about at tickets. all. Because, like, that's, that's the last thing, thing that I'm thinking about. Right. The last thing the I'm last thinking thing. about. So stop doing that, y'all. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm, Especially I'm on closing. 
Nobody's yes, thinking about that. Like, Nobody's thinking about that in the least bit. So I was and, just like, this is who you can talk to. Right. You kept pointing them to Candy. Ain't that her name, Candy? <laughs> Katie, but okay. <laughs> Come through, Candy. <laughs> Same thing. Come through, Candy. I don't know why I want her to be Candy. Were so you bad. at the Players Club or something? You know what? I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't with Candy. But that seems like that would be her name. It don't. This this white woman name is not going to be Candy. But I mean, if that's what you want to make up in your head, she can be somebody you Candy. Know, I got to keep it interesting. You know, I got to keep it interesting for myself because. <laughs> my God. But yes, I wanted to see the show again the final night. Um, but I did not see it and I ended up going home. And I was gonna come back and like kick it with y'all. Mm-hmm. But you know, my body just said no. Body said no, nigga. Yeah, like on Sundays, my body just be saying no. As it should. Like today. That's the day to rest. And your yes. body needed it. Yes and no. Yes like, and no, okay. I Sundays are like I need to prepare for the week. Mm-hmm. Um But like this particular week, I've just been like Free balling. Okay. Like, free falling. Come just to say that. Because <laughs> <laughs> you saw my face, right? <laughs> my face was like, you ain't wear drawers all week? <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> well, there you go. Right. <laughs> if you ain't wearing drawers, your drawers looking too cute. Oh, my God. My drawers was too cute the other night. Okay, so we just came back. Wait, let me finish saying what I was saying <laughs> okay. before. Let me shut because up. Because we didn't get an episode because the file ended up being corrupted. We tried to record. It, it was a great episode. Like, Damn technology. Asked, it was a popping episode. Right, we answered questions. We was laughing. Like, we was in the pocket. Like, mm-hmm. it was great. So we're going to go back over some of those hot topics today. Even though Amber's not here, and we're going to answer one of the questions because we want to wait for Amber to get back. So we can, we're probably just going to do a questions episode next week. Okay. Or we might need to record a full episode and then just record a questions episode. That way we'll have something Come through. just in case. Oh, that's actually really smart. Um, yeah. That's a really good idea, so actually. We'll, we'll do that probably yeah. next week. If we can get the time, because I know uh, our two hours be like flying. Yeah, flying they really do. Um, but yeah, so we apologize. We're here this week. We are excited to be here. And like, it's been an eventful, it's been an eventful week. Like, it's been a really but, good week. Well, yes, but oh, my draws was cute. I actually didn't see them, but what, they were blue, right? Yeah, they were like so blue and white. Okay, come through. So we were at um, another Williamstown. What is this called? Another Vassar? Williamstown <laughs> powerhouse. Powerhouse, powerhouse yeah. up at Vassar College. <laughs> another Williamstown. Even though people do kind of get the two confused from time to time because they're both on like college campuses. Yeah. But yeah, Williamstown, and then you have powerhouse. So you had a new play. Like, I had all, a new like, play. Already, Danya has come already through. moved on. Like, Danya has moved on. That is good. It's closed. It's mm. First mm-hmm. off-Broadway experience like, show. Like, closed on Sunday, and Tuesday I was up at, uh, I'm about to say Williamstown myself. <laughs> <laughs> up at Powerhouse. Up yes. at Powerhouse at Vassar. Yeah, and it was, and so it's... In uh, Poughkeepsie. In Poughkeepsie. It was, what, like two hours away on uh, Metro North, mm. and it was a play that I was commissioned to write, um... The end of last year. By who? By uh, MTC. Okay. Right. Also, it's going to be MTC play. Um, we'll put that out into the universe. Well, man, they commissioned you. They paid you for it, didn't they? Yeah, we'll put it in, in terms of like a production happening through them. We'll put that into the universe because so that since just because they commissioned me doesn't mean that they'll necessarily well, produce it. Produce it, okay. right? Um, and so well, it was good. Thank you. You be having the Elan Harris tease, <laughs> bitch. I can't like. <laughs> I be get like I be feeling like I'm 16 again. But no, literally, I got mine because so 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 okay. So I'll 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 share with the experience of the reading was like right. And so MTC commissioned the piece. Uh, the end of last year and around the same time when they told me that they wanted to produce Sugar they were like we also want to commission you so I started writing this uh, uh, play because I was going through this like experience and this time and like I don't want to give the play away but uh, I kept having these thoughts um, about like the God forbid happening and so I said the only way for me to navigate through what I was thinking about and like through that just like emotional trauma was to write it so I wrote this play um, and a really good friend of mine Malika Oyeitman bomb as yes, director yeah. bomb as director now, I'm gonna tell you what made me mad at this reading what? I'm, I'm with T fans okay so, I'm, with so um, I'm like spill tea so a bomb as director I know you will um, so the play is uh, the first play of my set in Philly North Philly to be exact and if anyone knows about North Philly North Philly is its own place it's it's beautiful it's rich it's colorful and it can mm-hmm. also be like really dark um, and just like really aggressive like a lot of hoods um, but it's also 
the beauty in there as well. So this is my first place set in Philly, North Philly. Malik is also from Philly. And so we all went up to uh, Vassar together. It was me, uh, Jay Afonso, uh Nicholson, Chris Davis, Bernie Tellu, Marshawn uh, Davis, Renika Williams, Clinton Lowe, um, Armand Stotts. Uh, so all of you us collaborators. Yeah, because like we, <laughs> so I, I know them so well because we had a pop in time. And it was it's not like when you have like workshops in a city mm-hmm. or what have you, when you spend like X amount of hours in the space, then you go to your respective lives afterward. We're all in this small town together. Right. So, so we like ex- like being back in college. Exactly. Right? So we rehearsed during the day, and then at night we would just all go over like one of our apartments and just play Uno until yeah. like two o'clock in the morning. And like we were so black, we so. All of our rehearsals started at 1 o'clock. Not nobody 10 a.m., not nobody 11 a.m., because we were playing games until, like, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. We were like, we're going to have our rehearsal start at 1 o'clock. So we would do, like, 1 to 7. And then uh, after rehearsal, we would just go and kick it. And so why I was so nervous when it came time for the reading, because this was so I pride myself um, on trying the best I possibly can to write specifically for and about black people, Mm -hmm. in particular black queer people. Mm -hmm. And so the rhythm, the language, it's it's things in there that oftentimes if you aren't a part of the culture, you might miss it. You don't know, right? You might miss it. Yeah, and like it it, it was a moment where like you pointed uh, to me, it was like, I bet all these white people was like, who Who is bull? Who who, who is bull? What does that mean? <laughs> right? It's, it was so funny because I actually had a conversation about that uh, at school when they were asking that same exact question. Like, oh, I thought Bull was the dad. No, Bull is actually a nigga. Just, just point blank. Right, exactly. Right. Um, and so I say all that to say um, it was about 98% white people in the audience. Oh, yeah. Like, it was, yeah, it was white as all get out. White as hell. It was like get out. Mm-hmm. Right? And so. Oh, my gosh. Like the auction scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really was. It was, it was very much like that. Um, and so I was like, oh, I don't. So I already went in there knowing that I would have to decipher um, by paying attention to to the audience for certain moments. So I was like, OK, this might be a moment where I need to go back and really look at the story craft wise mm-hmm. or don't even pay it no mind because the audience just doesn't understand it because it's not a part of their culture. But I was surprised at how it went over. Well, it was it was a couple of us in there. It was a couple of black folks in there. It was. He held it down. Billy Porter was there. Yeah, he was. He was. Uh, and he it, held it down. He was right. um, getting his life. And there's in, in particular, it's. So the story is about uh, some Altoids. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's this. You're like, what's what's that? All right, I'm hungry. So it's uh, this. Uh, so the uh, main character is a rapper. Um, and he's at the precipice of just like really exploding onto the scene. Mm-hmm. And so scene four starts oh, with, a re- yeah, I mean, Amber got diaspora, so oh, I'm trying to throw that. a little words here and there. <laughs> Sprinkle y'all in her absence. Yes, that's the word of the day. Um, come through, precipice. Yes. And so it's uh, a rap that starts the fourth scene of the play. Mm-hmm. And it's a super colorful rap, right? right? And I'm thinking this might be, even before going up to I was like, whenever this play gets done, this will probably be the moment when a lot of motherfuckers get up and walk out because... I'll just right. call it colorful. Right. But literally, after the rap was done, it actually was a round of applause. Right. I said, mm, what y'all white people know about this? <laughs> um, but so, 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 so they that was. They to be down. I think that's what it was. They wanted to they be wanted down. To be even the like white man next to me was not even like able to laugh until I laughed. So it was like almost like we were giving them permission, permission. to laugh. Permission. Um, because they really didn't know like how to navigate it and piece, exactly. Right. And some people actually did leave after intermission. Oh, they actually did. Yes. Yeah, like it was uh it was a row and because like uh Drew, uh my husband, Malika and I all sat um in the very back together and it was like the whole just about ninety five percent of the row in front of us was mm-hmm. bounced. Right. And didn't come back for the second act. That's crazy to me. It is what it um, is. Because the play was good as hell. Come through. So, you know, I was sitting there with my little, well, with your little blanket. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I love black people, y'all. He took a cheetah blanket, wrapped it around him, and set, set the on, middle, the, on the middle, on the steps, rocking back and forth, experiencing it. But, and so, I will say, this was a moment that actually really hit me as to why I have to continue to tell the stories that I tell. Because I was watching you, who was sitting right in front of me, mm-hmm. right? I was watching Brandon, who was sitting right next to me, experience the piece. 
piece and like there are intimate moments between these uh, two characters um, and I was just watching y'all really experience it yes. and take it all in that and, beautiful. and uh, Malika my uh, director leaned over to me and was like wow I get it y'all are also starving and dying for representation yes and I was like yeah we are like we want to like also our see real, ourselves reflect exactly, our hearts. exactly, and not not just. And of course, is is nothing wrong with it because it is what it is. But not just the salacious side, right, right. But also, like you said, our hearts, these intimate moments, and like what the that looks choices. like. Exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. The tough choices to love. I think that's what that was Ooh. about. Like yeah, yeah, come through. <laughs> I can't wait till somebody asks me to come and talk about this play. I'm like, it's about the tough choices to love. Yes, I yes. got that from Drew. <laughs> come through. You actually helped me out with that one. Yeah, but, but yeah, it was, it was it's it's a really beautiful piece, and, and you know I'm always in awe of your work, and you actually, Thank you, and I told you that you inspire me. You, you one inspire me, yes, but you revive my love mm-hmm. for the theater again mm-hmm. um you make me see what is possible mm-hmm. you allow me to see what's possible for this art form to be to be able to do to bring to the table um and like I, that's what i said i felt like i was 16 again mm-hmm. you know underneath my covers reading elin hair that's really what it get because you was underneath the covers yes yes <laughs> <I was. laughs> the cheetah <laughs> print cover and that it was cold it really was but what i was going to say was mm-hmm. that that sort of pissed me off the, the microaggression was when they entered the lady came out and she introduced the piece and was saying you know we're happy everybody's here it's directed by Malika and mm-hmm. she's like oh man I can't remember her mm-hmm. last name like girl mm-hmm. and then she went on to say like oh um, I know and then she said it oh Yateman mm-hmm. and then, with Malika's help with Malika's help mm-hmm. right but then she said you know I, I hate doing that I'm always like struggling with people's hard last names and I said it's not hard mm-mm it's not hard because you can get Schwarzenegger. You, I mean, but it's not hard. It's not, and so I just don't understand like the fact that you would even put that and in, like into the atmosphere like that. Mm-hmm. It's not hard, girl. Yeah, she's a person. Mm-hmm. You ain't got nothing else to do today but introduce this piece <laughs> and get her name right. <laughs> and you could not do that. Yeah, that pissed me off. That's real. That's Malika a, too, yeah. Yeah, that's a microaggression mm-hmm. to where that all this work that I've done, where y'all not even y'all paying me pennies to mm-hmm. be here to develop this work, and you can't even get my name right. Mm-hmm. That pisses me off. Like I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, we just have to. Yes, and what was dealing with, and it's 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 going to be like that. Unfortunately, whatever institution you go to, because these institutions are white as hell. Mm-hmm. But the thing that was the saving grace for us, like, like I said, it was having us together. And like, we were just like, we had a black ass, amazing ass time. And it, it, it honestly became this like, um, overall joke of whenever you saw black people on the campus, they were like, Oh, they're in Donye's play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there in Kanye's well, play. The, me and Brandon got there. You know, we wrote the train together. So uh-huh. Me and Brandon got there. We were like, where are the black people? And we saw Be a hard black pressed. person. We mm-hmm. saw a black person in the distance. <laughs> and who so, was this oh, black person? We had to walk. Like, it was, oh, there's somebody. They can point us in the uh-huh. right direction. It was Clinton. It's somebody <laughs> from my play. <laughs> somebody somebody from play. my play. But all the white people were looking at us like we were statues. Yeah. Like, we were not supposed to be there like mm-hmm. what are you doing here why are you here like literally like get out exactly and, and, like, and, when they and walked, it was really eerie yeah and that's why I was so excited um, I said nervous but also like really excited to be up there with this play because out of all the plays I've written thus far that is the North Star which is the name of the play for me is at the time uh, the most culturally specific and just flat out blackest play that I've written thus far so to be in this white space making room for for this particular blackness, it was everything that I wanted to be with the people that I wanted to, yeah. to be with, and we just had, like I said, a bomb ass time. Yeah, I'm, I bet I, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. And even when you know I stayed afterwards, come through because you were talking about leaving, but you said oh, I'm, yeah, I'm going to stay a little longer so we can have a good ass time. We did have a good ass time. Come through, we really did. It was yeah. pop. It was definitely popping. Cord was down there. Come through. Yeah, he actually has a, a residency. residency. Yeah. So yeah, he's been. There. I don't know how he's doing it. So God bless him. But he's been there for three weeks now. He has another week. It's for a full month. Come through. 
Come through. That's, I mean, that's I guess that's a vacation, a serene vacation. You know, it, it is, though, even though we talk about, like, the whole whiteness of it all, but just to be it's upstate, beautiful. around the trees, just all of right. those, like, the nature, is, it, it is really beautiful. Yeah, come so, on, foliage. Come on. Yes, foliage. Yes. These words are coming out the diaspora <laughs> right now. Precipice. Foliage. Yes. yes I'm getting it. Yes. Um, come through. So, also... Since we like didn't even know, I'm just mad that the episode was so good because it was week. really <laughs> popping, y'all. And I'm trying to like make sure we recover what we talked yeah, about. Yeah, and, and like, like Drew tried, so I he went really to the did. Apple Store. I he came everywhere. to closing night, uh, brought his laptop to Brandon because Brandon's Brandon like a really on, tech right. person. Oh, and, shit. <laughs> <laughs> technology will get you every time. We're in the studio talking, and his phone just want to do his own thing. He's trying to cut it off, and it's hard to even cut off. Technology will do his own thing, and it keeps going. Okay. Is that Instagram? What is it? No, it was like, I don't know. I don't know what that I really don't know what that was. Like, an ad popped up, and like... Luckily, it wasn't porn. No. Because I remember. Listen. Anyway. Anyway. We're going to go on to the hot topics. Nasty. Hot topics. We're going to go to the hot topics, and wait... Wait, wait, what else? What? Oh, you were all week in. Yeah, all week. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't do much this week. I, I really was just kicking it. Like, um, but I did want to talk about Neptune. I because I talked about uh, that last week. We still can, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a guy named Timothy Dwight. Mm-hmm. Um, did his own. Yeah. Let's let's show. relive the story because there's a story behind oh it. Oh my God! It's it, it's like let's he relive did it. that. Yeah. I actually want him to come in and do. That Popeye's fried chicken piece. Oh, we chicken. should have him do that. I really do want him to come in and like. He would live. We would live. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's, let's, I would love that. I know we'd be saying that, but like, let's 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 make it happen. <laughs> come through. Um, but it was just it was a really good piece. It was mm-hmm. about, um, it was about his life, his story. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's never acted before. It was directed by uh, Zaylion Livingston, mm-hmm. and it was just really beautifully done. And you know, I'm, like I've been saying, I'm on the path of, you know. I w- and I've been calling it the forgotten theaters mm, or the forgotten mm-hmm. works, mm-hmm. Um, things that are not mainstream. Right. And so I've been just really adamantly um, seeking out those particular types of productions. And this was just really beautiful. He talked about um, his life, uh, his experiences with you know being HIV positive. Um, it was set on a subway train for the most part mm-hmm. in New York, um, and it was just it was just really good. I don't know how to explain. Mm-hmm how he sort of took us on a journey that was funny, it was liberating, it was joyful, it was tearful. Mm-hmm. Was and then also Tim is a, a spoken word poet as well, right? Right. So like right. that was influenced in definitely. the piece, right? Okay. But I could definitely see how Zaylion took mm-hmm. um, took what he had and what he what he's good at mm-hmm. and sort of elevated it to For the theater. A, right. Right. A theatrical to do a performance. one-man show is really hard. It's tough. That you are on stage by yourself it hour and a tough. half or however long the piece is. And you just go. Yeah, that's that's really where like emotion and ancestors meet craft and technique to you like persevere to right. and keep it going. Yeah, you have to sustain. To be, like, in the pocket. Yeah. And, and he did a really great job. I went the very first night and he did a really great job. So I was really proud of him. And then he uh, ended up proposing to his boyfriend. Oh yeah. And so if you watch our IG story, yeah, you would see that the proposal um, on our IG story. But it was just really beautiful. So I wanted mm-hmm. to make sure that I brought that back up because we talked about that last week. Um, and then also. Uh, wanted to talk about uh, give all the props to the Emmy nominees. Yeah. Oh, yes. We did have a bomb ass episode. A, I know. We don't keep talking about it because then they're going to be mad. Yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. I'm mad because it's all it. coming back to me. Yes. Um, 29, right? Yeah. It's 29. A, it's, it's a lot of us. And I'm really, really Ooh, happy. Look at to that see. melanin. Just so many, so many. Like, it's like familiar faces and new faces up there. I'm, t- I'm trying yeah. to tell you, like, yeah, just Titus Burgess, mm-hmm. Donald mm-hmm. Glover, mm-hmm. Um, uh, just so many different names. Brian Tyree Henry, and a lot of theater people too that have, yeah. that have been working in the theater. Cicely Tyson. Uh huh. Um, so just a lot of, and they made history. Like, this was uh, so. I can't even speak today. And that's like like Brandon Victor Dixon. But yeah, Brandon Victor Dixon produced uh-huh. Star Superstar. Uh, this, so there were 29 black actors nominated, shattering 2017's record of 19. Ooh, yeah, shatter. Um, yeah, yeah. Come through. But I just think they're all deserving. Like, yeah. And then also, like, what, what I love is, like, there are categories that have, like, three to four black, black people, people in them. Yeah. Right? It's not just I your mean, one token. To, that's right? hard to... Um, yeah, but like, can you can you 
here go his damn phone again with technology. Lord have mercy. But like, can you just imagine a world where like that is the norm, where it's not just one black person in a category, but it's three to four yeah. in a category. And then also... Cat Williams is nominated. <laughs> that's when you know. <laughs> but we are on the verge. He actually did do really he good on the episode. Like, he was he like, he it. slayed it. He Even did. though he did give Cat Williams with a storyline. But he... Cat Williams with depth. <laughs> Come through. He did. Come he through. Did. No, he did. Mr. He had, Alligator he a, Man. He had a backstory. Come through. He did. We, we know that man. That crazy man. Oh, we actually good. really do. We know we really we do. We really, really do. <laughs> and that's the thing. And that's the thing. And, like, that's why it's so beautiful, like, shattering, like you said, because that's exactly what it is. Like, shattering, what, 2017? Mm-hmm. And it, what, that was... That was last year, right? Yeah. That was just last year. <laughs> you gonna say 2017? That was that was last year. Because right? I actually had to pause for a second. But, but no, it's just so beautiful. So it's so beautiful, and like it, it just made me so Wright, excited. Sterling K. Brown. Um, Tracy Ellis Ross, Issa Rae, Anthony Anderson, Donald Glover, Thandi Newton, Brian Tyree Henry, Titus Burgess, mm-hmm. Kenan Thompson with his first nomination after mm-hmm. being on Saturday Night Live for 10 years. Leslie Jones is nominated for Saturday Night Live. Regina King, John Legend. Uh, just And these folks that you're talking about all gave stellar performances. They did. Right? And so, like, th- like that's the thing that has me so excited to watch now, to, like, see who will take it home. Because they're all deserving. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them. And then also just shout out to uh, Sandra O oh for being, like, the yeah, first Sandra Asian oh, woman that, to be nominated. Crazy? But she's good. Like, she's she's talented. I haven't seen it, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to watch it. But I mean, she I is she, she's a great actress. She is a good actress. Right. But I'm, what is it, Killing Eve? Oh, I have no I think Killing Eve is the show on, like, BBC. Actress, but, um, he, like, look. Whatever it is. I don't know all the receipts, but I know the most right. important receipts. Right. Okay? Cares. But, yeah. But, yeah, so congratulations to all the Emmy nominees. Shout out so to you So excited for you guys. And we will be watching and rooting for everybody black everybody every single one everybody. of y'all want to go on to to uh, the topic of hello dolly last mm-hmm. week amber was here she was explaining how she she broke it on down she did break it down she and I broke it all the way down, down again, how she you know had picket signs come <laughs> <laughs> we will not be moved <laughs> listen we shall overcome okay that's what he gave <laughs> so playbill had a a, um, a quiz where they asked you know which dolly are you and there were five dollies to, to choose from um depending on what answers you gave in this quiz uh, but none of the held like the dollies that you could be were black or Pearl Bailey just wasn't on there. Not at and all. She like the there. bottom line. Right. Pearl Bailey should have been on there, um, but she was not. And so we had to have a, you know, people had to have a conversation. Exactly. With, Mind with, you, Pearl Bailey, the woman who won, they had to create a Tony for her in 1968. Because yes. that's how she slayed in the she role. Slayed it. Right. They made up a Gave Tony for a Tony. And just, just to put it in context, 1968, the same year Dr. King was assassinated, yeah. they created a Tony for her because that's how she slayed in the role. And, and you're not a, a part of the revival. quiz. It was a revival, so, like, at that time, like, they didn't have, mm-hmm. like, she was coming in, like, mm-hmm. it's just so crazy to me. Like, she didn't have the opportunity to win this award, but they gave it to her anyway. That's how dope she was. Like, yeah. Bottom line. Bottom line. But Playbill wasn't thinking, mm-hmm. and they put out this quiz, um, because they don't have to. They don't have to mm-hmm. think about, you know, anybody else. Or they can just be. Mm-hmm. White people just be. <laughs> and, like, but, that's the thing that we need to continue to challenge. Yeah, and so, I mean, Ambry Mon and, and Antoine L. Smith, you know, posted yeah. some things, and they, you know, gathered the people to really set Playbill straight. And Playbill came back and apologized, and, you know, released a statement. They also did a whole nother quiz and, like, five more dollars they said. And that was also a problem, though. I mean, that was, you like, know, that was shady. Like, you know, no, we exactly. don't want five more dollars. We want exactly. the original, right? Exactly. Um, because... It's Listen, not about right, that. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm just not going to get mad. Like, I'm just, I don't have any energy to get mad because I feel like I'm just going to end up saying the wrong thing. So I'm just going, that happened. Amber held it down. You know, I saw everybody tagging Broadway Black, but I just sat back in the cuff because I don't be wanting to be that person all the mm-hmm. time. Um, and then also what, what I think in terms of Broadway Black, what was so beautiful is you said you sat back in the cut because so many people galvanized where 
I, I would believe, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, where you were able to sit back in a cut because yes. everybody, everybody else was, was pushing forward, mm-hmm. right? With their, like you said, pick a shine. Yeah. We shall not be moved. <laughs> we shall overcome. But, like, that's what it is all about. And we have to come together as a community. Exactly. And, like, mm-hmm. I remember saying, like, that's what we have to continue doing, not just in the moments where we have these fuck-ups, but even in those quiet moments mm-hmm. when they think, oh, we good, everything is cool. The theater's so diverse. Exactly. Eat that. I would take it as far as to say that is when we really should be like lighting it up. Like, look, y'all need to have this happen. Y'all need to make these changes. We need to see more of a change and more inclusion, right? right? Throughout, 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 throughout. But yeah, yeah. I, like I'm, I'm over asking to be seen. Yeah, like, and and that's daunting too. Like, you know, I was just saying what I was saying last week was to Amber. Like, I'm glad that they did that. Mm-hmm. But imagine always being having your thumb on the pulse of what's happening mm-hmm. and consistently getting these stories because we we talk about this every single week we talk about some shit every that week do every week and we're tired and of that, it's but annoying we don't make the news we just talk about it like, annoying it is annoying as fuck but to, to think about having to do that every day mm-hmm. having to be surrounded by that or be a a voice every day mm-hmm. that is draining mm-hmm. as fuck mm-hmm. and we we're just not built as human beings. We're not built. To we shouldn't be have to we be. We shouldn't have to. We shouldn't have to be built to constantly endure. Like I just right? want to constantly us. have to. Like that's what Can it's I just about. Celebrate us. Like that's what it's about. Like why do we always have to be in the space of enduring? Of like having to like persevere. Like why can't we just be? Yeah. Why can't we just have joy? Why can't we like you said celebrate? Right. Just exist in these spaces. Yeah. I just I can't. Um. Well, we're gonna move on. Uh, oh, Amber sent us this. Did you watch that video about Maya Angelou was supposed to be? Um, I didn't in see it. So I guess her son came out. This was a couple years ago. I saw this video before, and it was um, an emotional video, right? Uh, it was a little emotional. I mean, not necessarily like okay, because I think like in in like the like caption picture, it looked like somebody was on the verge of tears. I was like, I do not. What else? Her son? I think he just old. So I don't think he like you know how people you know old people. <laughs> what do you, you mean? <laughs> because you know how like some old people like they face end up looking like they just shitting all the time. Oh my god! Don't act like I'm like. Why are you out here acting like I'm just? Being they crazy. face look like they shitting all the time. I've actually never heard it like that ever. They always look like they pushing. Like, <laughs> and mind you, he just demonstrated. He put his hand on the armrest and pushed his hand. <laughs> I Lord, I hope I don't see an old person and the first thing I think, you shouldn't. Because right. now that's going to go through my head because of you. Oh, my I God. Can, but, like, no, he wasn't crying or nothing. But this particular video um, is in a clip from uh, American Masters, Maya Angelou, and Still I Rise, a PBS documentary about her life. And Angelou's son, or Angelou, is it Maya Angelou? Yeah, Maya Maya Angelou. Uh, Angelou's son, uh, Guy Johnson, gets emotional remembering one particular hardship she experienced at the arms of Emmy-winning actress Pearl Bailey. Now, we just support her. Like, we love Pearl Bailey. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, We love her. What's tea? But this is tea. What's tea? Spill the tea. So the year was 1967, and Hello, Dolly, one of Broadway's biggest hits, was in the middle of its third year, with ticket sales beginning to sag in the wake of original star Carol Channing's departure. Producer David Merrick decided to recast the production with an all-black cast led by Bailey. Uh, Angelou, then a struggling actress and singer, touring across the states with her Calypso and Blues Nike act, was brought to in to audition for Bailey's understudy. Um, and her son says, for my mother, it would have meant living continuously in New York without leaving me for at least a year. Mm. Uh, and it was regular money. So mm-hmm. that was a big deal. Um, and at this time, you know, her son is 72 years old. So he is old. That's mm-hmm. why he looked like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just had to get that back out there <laughs> real quick. Make so- he had to make sure we knew. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, but Angela was not given the role. A decision Johnson claims was made by Bailey. Um, Pearl Bailey, the director and the producer, both loved her, Johnson said. But Pearl Bailey came back and said, oh, no, I ain't going to have this big old ugly girl be my understudy. <gasps> According to Johnson, the moment destroyed this her. This is tea. There are very few times in my life I remember my mother crying, he said, because this meant she had to go back on the road and find other work. It was devastating because I knew all the sacrifices my mother made to keep me. Bailey would go on to win a Tony Award for her role in the all-black version of Hello, Dolly, which ran for 2,844 performances from Lord, November 12, 1967 to December 27, 1970. Ooh. Thelma Carpenter was cast as Bailey's understudy and alternate for all matinees. 
famously snubbing, uh, famously subbing for Bailey more than a hundred times, and at one point playing the role for seven straight weeks. Years later, Angelo would find fame as an author. You know, we mm-hmm, know her. Mm-hmm. She would go on, and but I think that's so crazy. My mouth was agape. That's crazy. Ain't that crazy. But why would Pearl call her ugly? Uh, big old ugly girl. I can't. Because my Angela wasn't even ugly. She just had a big no. old gap. Maybe that's why. Maybe they, well, you know, back in the day, they they had issues with like image and like with everything. It felt like right because we were black mm-hmm. and we had to be pristine. We had to be. And it was the like that's when it like what was it the like brown paper bag test was a real deal thing. Well, okay, so this is how they redeemed. So. Years uh, years later, after Angela would find fame as an author, the two women came face-to-face again mm-hmm. when Bailey was honored with a Lifetime Achievement Award. According to Johnson, um, his mother took the high road. They asked her, who do you want to give it to you? Johnson recounted, crying. She said, Maya Angelou. And, and guess who gave it to her and never said a damn thing? Mm. Gave her a Lifetime Achievement Award and never said anything about her. Wow. That's so... That's actually really trifling. Well, I mean, I don't think it's trifling, but I think that they they understood and they knew. Like, she knew. Like, she said, if I'm getting a Lifetime Achievement Award, I want Maya Angelou to give it to me. Mm-hmm. I and, think that's sort of like... No, wait, this is what Pearl Bailey was saying. Yeah, so they asked okay. Pearl Bailey, who do you want to give you? Oh, she okay. Said, Maya Angelou. Okay. And Maya Angelou showed up and never said anything about what happened okay now I get it now I get it yeah so I think that's sort of like a redemption it, in a way it's taking a high road well yeah cause but, Maya didn't have to do it cause she could've been like no no right she could've been like fuck no. what you heard but she did it wow and that just shows you because Oprah always talks about Maya Angelou and her grace and, mm-hmm. and her wisdom yeah but that just shows you where you have to be at in your life in mm-hmm. order to forgive mm-hmm. and move forward and still be able to stand tall and proud. And that can be hard. That can be that really can be so hard. You know people that done me wrong? Child. If somebody come back and ask me that and done me wrong, ask me to give them a lifetime achievement award, bitch, I'm saying <laughs> something. Like, I'm saying something. In the middle of the war ceremony. All achievements and you couldn't apologize. All these achievements, but you still, you know what I'm saying? Didn't you still trifling right, and bitch. shady and you ain't shit never will be shit. Bitch. <laughs> you know, that's in there too because I'm definitely going. <laughs> I actually would live to go to that lifetime achievement. Okay? Listen, I'm serious. Yes, I would be that safari meme. But I don't think any people that done me wrong would ever get a lifetime achievement. Well, there you go. It's that part. It's that part. (laughs) Because y'all ain't shit. No way. Y'all ain't doing shit. Like, you know how you just start going off on people. Doing the most. Right. The absolute most when a moment ain't never called for it. Say fuck them. Okay, well, there you go. For real, but I just thought that was so interesting. Wow, and then also, like, I just, like, I love hearing, like, the behind the scenes, the things Mm -hmm. that, like, you would never have known happened or existed. And that's actually some real tea. It is. Like, wow. But that happens even in like current day. Time. I can't wait till like all the tea like comes out all the from time. like these years we've been working in the industry. Like, exactly. So it's much, so much. So, it is like, so no, seriously. much tea. So I'm like wondering like what will surface? What will people talk about mm-hmm. 20 years from now, yeah. 30 years from now yeah. about the theater experience during this age and this mm-hmm. time and how much will we grow yeah. you know what I mean like mm-hmm. ooh it's so much tea I can't I can't deal um, it's gonna get spilled one day yeah well I mean and what else happened this week I don't we didn't really got no yeah what else what, yeah, we well, I, been I, like, I will say this week I literally was under uh, like right and rock up in I mean, Poughkeepsie so yes. I was like well, tuned out and so was to I, the world I mean I wasn't I was tuned out of the world but that's because I was just like purposely doing that chilling and sometimes that's not sometimes like that is actually really necessary though oh don't bother you um, don't bother me I can't cope oh right that's another thing make sure y'all go and see don't bother me I can't cope it's just one weekend it's gonna be coming up this week at city center right city center Center. and it's um, um, I want (laughs) it's Mickey Grant Mm, or it's Mickey Howard which one is the singer and which one is the... <laughs> Don't get me lying, boy. Don't get me lying. One is the playwright and one is the a singer. A Mickey. It's a Mickey. Mickey, right, but I want to say Mickey Howard, or is that the singer? Okay, but... A Mickey. <laughs> Don't bother me, I can't cope. It's coming up uh, this week. I will be there at the final, the um, invited dress rehearsal. I'll be there, too. Oh, you go well, to Yeah, that's okay. the 24th. What? The 26th something. So I'll be there. I'll be there. Um, You know, I don't... I don't I'll be there. I'm just trying to make it through today. Come on now. We but making it though. We almost there. Because I didn't go to sleep till like nine o'clock this morning. Because you think you uh, spring chicken, but okay. Why? Why? Child, I don't know. 
Why do I do this? I don't to know. Myself? Um, but I mean, I, I have. I'm always out because I have great friends. Yeah. And we have great experiences. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I be, don't be wanting to go home. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm in bed by eight thirty. Oh my god! Knocked out with the full furnace on. Exactly. I took a nap today because <laughs> I need my nap. Pop Pop need his nap. I can't. You are a grandpa. Yup. And people gag when I'm like, yes. I do not play that. Mm-mm. Let me go to bed. I can't. And then also because I, I wake up early. Like, I normally am up at, like, I try to get up at, like, 5 or 6 to write. Every so, day? Not every day, but there, especially now with, like, a lot of the projects that are lined up, like. But can you talk about any of these things? I know we just talked about it before we got on air, but um, is there I, anything you can mention yet? I can't uh, really go full force, but there are projects um, for stage and screen that I'm okay, working I'm on right now. So I'll say that. And there will be a week when I can spill all the tea. Right. But I'll say that there are projects for the stage and the screen that I'm uh, working on right now that is keeping me the super stage busy. And the screen. Come through. The American theater. Come through. Like, and Hollywood. Yes. Like, Hollywood. Very that. Hollywood. And they are working, a brother. Um, but yeah, so since it's so many projects, like I have to really be diligent um, with my time and like organize and structure. So I wake up early. So this is a good time, too, to talk about. Um, Let's get it. Pose. Pose and the finale is tonight. Oh, tonight is the finale. Tonight is the finale. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely yeah. needed a season two. Yeah, um, but and then like also with like uh, like primetime like cable uh, networks, you don't get a lot of episodes anyway. You normally get like True. around I was eight thinking, like, at 10. the max at the max ten. Yeah, but it's normally like about eight of them. Okay. Well, I mean, but this season was well. Ryan Murphy though shows he usually be having like twenty two episodes in a season. You know, with the American Horror Story and shit. Yeah, but I and guess this is a new thing. Yeah. But hopefully, we get more than eight next season. Yeah, that's a hope because there's a season two, y'all. There's a season come I'm through. Really happy. I'm really happy for all the cast members. Yeah. Um, but what made me think about it because Billy came and saw your show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And he was directing a show up at yeah, directing a show up there, a Dan McCabe's uh, show, mm-hmm. The Purist, I think was what it was called. Did yeah. You, did you see it? I wasn't able to because okay. that was on my show was uh, Friday night. Mm-hmm. That show was Saturday night, but we I left out uh, there. yeah Saturday yeah. morning. We, we was, was out, of out of there. Yeah, that train ride was so long, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but Pose is like I really really enjoy what these actors and a lot of these actors are theater actors yeah and that's what i love so much like just seeing all of these shows and uh like having so many theater people not just on the screen but in the right. writer's MJ room Rod- as well oh, yes yeah wait who else is who is who do you know that's writing on the show um i don't know who's writing on that show in particular but just just in general oh, okay. just yeah, in yeah. general which is is, is well yeah it's like, a beautiful time i never really real i mean i did realize but i never really really realized how many people working in the theater transfer over to television once they get like the right it's a lot get in the right spaces it's, it's a lot and then also I'll say and like this isn't the sole reason but I will say it is a very valid reason that money the coin is the, real yeah the coin is real and then also it forces that you the theater. That's yeah, what I'm telling you it forces you as a writer um, just to be in a writer's room like those hours are no joke the mm-hmm. structure is no joke so for and like I'm realizing now more and more like I'm all I'm doing is writing right now which mm-hmm. I love like I love writing it's one of those things that like okay nigga if you love writing this much we gonna throw it at you yeah and like and that's like, just go, exactly like that's just the writing side of mm-hmm. it, right? Um, but yeah, it's just and 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 that's one of the reasons why I, I keep hearing, which I believe a hundred percent, like this is the golden age of television right now. It is because there's so many shows out there. The story, a lot of stories are so strong. Um, They're getting better. Yeah. They're getting better with representation. And, mm-hmm. and, um, like, look at Pose. I I am in love with Pose. Come through. Like some of the acting is really trash. <laughs> Um, but some of them are really putting in the work. Popping. Yeah, some mm-hmm. of them are putting in the work, and mm-hmm. it's evident, and it shows. And it's, you know, I've never, you know, I didn't come out until I was 25, mm-hmm. when I, right before I moved to the city. Mm-hmm. And um, 
to grow up in the church and to mm-hmm. grow up in an environment that was not accepting of gay people mm-hmm. um, or ballroom culture. Or don't even know what that is. Yeah. But, you know, I told my mama, I said, Mama, you need to watch Pose. She said, what? What, show? what is that? Why I got to watch that? I said, because uh, you got a gay son. Come through. And you need to learn about what it means to have a gay son. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> All doing the most. And you was probably just right, shaking that head like that. The most. But I wanted my mom to under, to, to see it because also I was learning things, too, that mm-hmm. I didn't really you know know about. I had watched Paris is Burning, but I didn't really understand because I didn't have that like the full culture of it. See, I didn't yeah. understand the culture because I didn't have that experience growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was loved, um, but being gay was not something that was acceptable. Mm-hmm. That that was not, and you know, people didn't agree with who I am. Yeah, um, and people still don't agree with who I am, um, even though it's not something for them to agree with. Say it. Um, but you know, that's neither here or there at the moment. What I'm saying is that. Pose and you know Paris is burning and, and that particular ballroom culture was not something that I was. I was one of those. Oh, I'm not that type of gay. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't go to the gay club mm-hmm. type of gay. Mm-hmm. Now I love the club. Come through. Like I'm comfortable because like these are safe. These are safe spaces. I I, I pause. I think about what happened back in like 2016 what? Um, at Pulse. Um, yeah. But yeah. But but essentially, like clubs and like these places were created to be safe spaces. But you know, I thought for I, a community. Yes, but I used to use it as a tool or weaponize that to make myself feel better, better. about being gay. Like uh, like you said, like I'm not this sort of right. Gay. I'm not because I don't gay. do this. Right. I don't do that. And I think that it's beautiful. Like, I was even telling you yesterday, I want to go to drag race camp. Come through. And I was like, is that a real thing? No. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I Drag race camp. Funny. Come through. I've, I've never, like, I've never, I've actually a lot of played Miss Raj. Yeah, I was, because that literally was the first thing popped <laughs> in my head. And I wish I saw that. But I think that I really loved that character. really mm-hmm. did a lot of research on that. And I love, um, I love depth mm-hmm. and people with different experiences but I think that drag race is such a beautiful art form um, and that it's such a hard competition mm-hmm. um, and not, I'm saying drag race but I'm saying drag in general, in general. Is a beautiful art form but drag race the competition is something that they I would want to put wanna, you through the ringer yeah I would want to compete like I, yeah. I'm very competitive come through I feel as though I, I'm cute come through I'll shave this beard off and come like through but I just need somebody like to put me through a drag race camp what would your like, drag appear. name be I don't. I don't know. I, I, don't, I haven't even like thought about that particular. I want to see. Uh-huh. The, I need to see her first. Come through. I need to see her. I need to. See I need her. to live in her skin. Yeah. I need to get. Okay. Get her. Like you know, what I'm saying I need her to be here. I need to get up in she. Yeah. I need to create her, and then I'll be able to name her. I would live. But I really feel like I, that's something that I could like do, and like I would. I would audition for Drag Race. You better slay. Like, but I feel like they would think that I because I'm just doing it for the competition because I'm not a like full on performer. Full-on Side of right, it. right, right. Mm. Would they even accept me to be a part of, like, or try to do that? Yeah, I know, like, there were the... some because uh, what is the tenth season just ended, and mm-hmm. there were some, um, and they were amazing. Like before the season started, like they just started uh, uh, like drag like six months prior, so like it was. And, and like not just the tensing, but like other seasons as well. Like there were some contestants who are were super duper new to drag, oh, wow. and you would not be able to tell because they were so polished and just like so wow. refined. So they went through Drag Race Camp. I need to come know through. Who taught them. Come through. So yeah, hit them up. Like uh, Bob, the drag queen. Somebody, if y'all listen to this show, I know y'all be in the theater. Y'all be working and shit. Come Even through. Stage manager. What's his name? Oh, Jeremy Kyle Lewis. Is that his name for the stage manager for Sugar? Who are you talking about? The light skinned man that's that always be backstage at Sugar. Yeah, the stage Jeremy. Was he but was he the stage manager? Light skinned, curly hair? Jeremy, Kyle Lewis was our stage manager. But he does drag, doesn't he? I don't know what he does. I don't know if he does drag specifically, but I do know for every uh, the closing night of every show, he wears one of the uh, woman's dresses and takes a picture. And oh, really? he uh, he did that for Isabel. Which, oh, I was. <laughs> <laughs> and he got this bomb ass picture where he's in Isabel's uh, like entire getup from the first scene she's in, and the actress Fern who played Isabel. Mm-hmm. Um, he had he had her the right next to her. Uh, yeah, the bonnet, the four <laughs> 
the curls and everything. <laughs> and Fern, who played Isabel, uh, was sitting next to him reading uh, the book. Oh my God, I can't. <laughs> but so I don't know if he does drag, but like I know it's like he has a ritual to close night for every show. That, if we're talking about the same person, I've seen him on Facebook. Oh yes, 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 yes. you're right, you're and right, you're right. Like, and now I'm thinking about his. He's uh, done Beyonce. I'm thinking about his like IG. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. He's yeah, done yeah. Beyonce. Like he mm-hmm. be having to fit. Slays. Like he slays. Slays down. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm gonna ask him to teach me. Come through. But I just don't want to shave my facial hair. Well, I mean, then you don't want to be a drag queen. Okay. <laughs> That's the bottom line. <laughs> That's the bottom line. You told me. <laughs> it don't get no clearer than bitch. that. Bitch. <laughs> you just told me. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Um. So, yeah. So, we're going to move right along to our questions. Y'all, I am I'm struggling today. Really? You have you have lifted You're me up. You're actually doing really good. You have lifted me up, but I am struggling today. Come um, through. We're moving I, through I, this. We are. Um, we had to be here for the people. Yeah. Uh, Since, I mean, last week. Somebody just tweeted me something. What is this? Oh, no, I said um, you being tweeted. Somebody said, great seeing Tony Award winning African-American actor L. Scott Codwell on recent Queen Sugar episode. Mm. That's awesome. I love that. Like I said, the theater is up in there. They like the everywhere. The theater is Lisa up Tommy in there. Is directing a Marvel movie or something to do with Marvel? Yeah, she is slaying. Like she directed episode of Queen Sugar. Yeah. Um, she's going to be directing. Uh, don't what is her name? The Nigerian uh, woman writer, Chiamanda. What's the name? Ha- Look, this Nigerian about? writer, like she had um, on Beyonce's. Oh, okay. You, you know what I'm talking about now? Yeah, all I had to say was Beyonce. Right. But yeah, um, and so she has a book that Lisa will I need be to know her name. direct. Is it her? Well, I know Lisa will be directing a movie. Um, on the book. Uh, I think it may be her book, but if not, I know for sure she's directing a movie uh, set in South Africa, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Lapita is going to be in it. Um, yeah, like theater is... Popping. Yeah, come through. I love that. The foundation. I, I love that. Um, so we're going to go into this listener letter. We had we did like three listener letters. We last really week, did, and they were so good. They we really were so were. sorry. We're gonna do them again when Amber gets back. We will come back because she gave some good tidbits mm-hmm. too. So I want to make sure that we include her in that as well. So we're only gonna do one question today, um, but I thought this was appropriate. It says, "Hey guys, Ooh, this look long. My name is Dallas. Because <laughs> I already am looking over. I'm like, they be y'all write dissertations. Y'all write dissertations I up in here now. I." believe i've read this previously before i i mean i've read this to myself so i've read this okay because you know i usually cold read mm-hmm. but i believe i think that i've read this come through so it says my name is dallas and i recently started listening to your podcast after randomly searching broadway on the apple podcast oh you app. found us i have to say that i really love your podcast and i'm super proud of all the work that you all are doing for people of color in the mm. theater i also think it's really great that there are other people that are honest about their love for the theater and the struggles that black actors and entertainers face in this industry because girl we face it mm-hmm. every day. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, look, I started <laughs> already. You was ready to go off. <laughs> right. You still got three more paragraphs, <laughs> and you scroll through Listen, real quick to right. see how many paragraphs you said. <laughs> I caught you. <laughs> I, I can't stand you. So she says, "I have one question. I'm a black writer, and I really enjoy it. It's something that I've always done on the side or as a hobby. I was a theater actor for a while, but then I started working and kind of lost track. Mm. More recently, I've started missing the theater after seeing a few Broadway shows, and I want to get back into it. But on the behind." on the behind the scenes side of things Mm -hmm. when I was in high school years ago I wrote a play and more recently I've been trying to get back into it so that I can keep honing my craft come on writer the one problem I have is taking my story from my mind to the paper my question to you guys is what advice would you give to someone that is interested in writing someday professionally for the theater specifically and how to take those ideas in your mind and put them down on paper any advice that you have will be great I look forward to hearing more of your podcast and your stories Dallas yeah Um, so come on play right tell us right in like literally the first thing um which is the most important thing is you just got to do it like i know it sounds uh 
easier said than done and it sounds super simplistic because it really is like you literally just have to do it and like I know every writer's regimen is different like I said for me I have to I because I know me I have to wake up early um, to start to write and what do you be like do you even eat sometimes I actually forget to eat because um, I, I, I just get so invested what and, the brand be saying when you um, early uh, he be knocked out child he'd be knocked out and then also like he is in visual art so he'll go straight to his computer and like edit in a project or what have you but um and then and then also it's it's quiet time so it's not like i'm making a whole lot of noise doing all of this od stuff but it's it's finding out whatever your regimen is it may not be waking up early i know some writers who they work best in the afternoon some writers work best uh, in the evening or at night some writers are parents and so they have to find pockets of time so it really does vary but at the end of the day the thing that we all do is right yeah. and i know for me what helped is understanding who i was like understanding the four of myself um, and understanding one who I write about and who I write for and for me it's particularly black queer people mm -hmm. um, and I've even surprised myself at all the narratives and stories that are out there for black and queer people um, so understanding again who you are who you want to write about and who you want to write for um, I will say though uh, within the theater community uh, getting to certain levels um, it is very white but still with that don't compromise your voice right. whatever your voice may be don't feel like oh I have to write this particular way so that this will be produced I have to write about these people so this will be produced we were just talking about at, at the top of the episode um, for the reading that I had uh, there's like a line where one of the characters refers to somebody as like bull um, this a, a very like common uh, uh like term reference and term and pronoun um in philly just to describe somebody and i remember you also said john a lot too. john a lot because that's also a very real philly thing and i remember uh when i was in school and i presented that play uh there was a whole conversation about like who ball is um like what does ball mean and i already knew and like i let them know i'm not changing it mm -hmm. because this is rooted to the people so don't feel like you have to change uh who you are or what you want to write about just at the end of the day write write figure yeah. out whatever your regimen is and just tell those stories that's like it, it gets no clearer advice. than that literally yeah. just know who you are know who you want to write about know who you want to write for and just write it and then in terms of like just I guess like tips and our structures this is one thing that actually just like stuck with me and I remember uh, this was a tip from um, uh, Juilliard uh, and this is something that even now I still do Come on, give which, away is, uh, which is which um, is so if you ever get stuck um, and you're like okay I don't know what to write I don't know what's going on right here um, just think about everything that that character touched and just write down every single thing that you think that character has ever touched in their entire life it w if it was a phone if it was auto if it was a bottle of water if it was a pen if it was a football if it was a microphone if it was a keyboard literally write down everything you think that character has ever touched from the time they popped on out of their mama till when we meet them in the play that you're writing and what you can do with that is you can look through it because nine times out of ten you'll be able to find something in there that that character touched that might help influence you and inform your character even more um, so just like little little tips and little tricks like that can help activate you if you ever do get stuck uh, yeah. when you're writing but and there's like other tips as well but just just figuring out different things that help activate you as a writer but yeah I can't even come behind that because you just gave all the good come through good come um, through what I will say is that you, you better say start it. somewhere mm -hmm. um, don't think about the full scope of the story. Just mm -hmm. start someplace. You will always come back. You will always be able to edit. You will always be... It will change. Yeah. So you're not going to be married to the words so you don't have to... They don't have to feel... They don't have to be pressured. It doesn't have to feel pressured. Um, and I think that's a lot of times with me where I feel as though because I start thinking about the bigger picture and like the mm. whole story and, and just take it one step at a time, one line at a time and, and you will get there. It will... You'll look up and it'll be a hundred-something pages. Come through. And I remember uh, once hearing, 
um, that when you read a published play, when you go, because you were talking about and what you wrote, uh, like seeing Broadway plays, when you see a mm -hmm. Broadway play, off-Broadway regional plays that are produced, know that that is the finished product. Right. Like that play, that it's production, so that published play has started somewhere so and you saw pages. the end result of it. Right. right. So like Drew said, you got to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. You got to start somewhere and just go for it. But and yeah. You know, I'm even, I'm even telling myself this mm. because um, you better speak over yourself well yeah because yeah. I, I still I still have yet to release some of the things I've written mm -hmm. articles I've written mm -hmm. pieces I've written reviews but I have not yet to release those those things have been for me mm -hmm. right now um, and and it just takes it takes I think it takes time for me to be able to start sharing those things again yeah um, it took a while for me just to being able to even write mm -hmm. at all and so now that I'm in a place where I'm writing again it's taking some time for me to start sharing those things as well but this is also you know dealing with um, you know my mental health and mm -hmm. my mental health and really taking care of myself and figuring out what that means for me what does taking care of myself what does that lifestyle look yeah. like um, and so it just I'm, I'm speaking to myself as well like we have to just start somewhere get to a place Truth. where you you it doesn't have to you don't have to think about anybody else viewing it or, or reading it do it for you do it for yourself because it makes you complete it makes you whole it, it you are getting something out it's 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 cathartic and that's going to be the most fulfilling at the end of the day yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's gonna it's gonna benefit you the most um pretty soon i'll start sharing some things but until then come on now um you can catch uh, Broadway Black and, and My Healing and things of that nature, broadwayblack.com, but also we start the uh, mental health support group, the 30th, which is next Monday hey. um, at MTC. Uh, yes. Yeah, so make sure you check out the website. All the details will be there. And right. um, I'm excited to, to, to talk with some of you and, and see you and um, hold you and hug mm. you because um, I think that's that's relevant. And I don't care if it's only three people there. Come on. But I really Is want it three to, people that are supposed to be there? Exactly. Mm -hmm. I really want to start building a community because I know a lot of us come um, from, from different places. We're a lot of transplants and we don't have the support, mm -hmm. the mental support that we need because family just don't get it. They don't understand this industry mm -hmm. all the time. And so uh, we need that. So July uh, 30th. Uh, we will do that, and then um, I'll be gone for two weeks. Yeah, you're going to be living your life. Uh, well, you know, I'm about to be 31. Yeah. and Acting I, like a spring chicken. You know, like, <laughs> I like, Lord, Father God, I feel like I'm still in college. Like, I still Come be acting like I'm still through. in college, and I need to stop that. But, like, I think it's because I'm, like, Mm. 30 and I'm like trying to get it get it, get it like, all out uh-huh like I want to like I can still do this you can and I'm paying for it you are <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah I'll be 31 so I'm gonna go to San Juan mm. um, and and just really is that just in Mexico that's in Puerto Rico Puerto Rico let, let me shut up <laughs> <laughs> thought I knew thought I was cultured just a little bit and he like you ain't Ooh, that's so funny well I mean I would've done the same shit so <laughs> talk about you but I'm gonna go to San Juan for a week and just really take some time um, to recenter regroup mm -hmm. and then maybe when I get back I'll start sharing some pieces that I've written come on through oh that's um, gonna be that's amazing that's I'm gonna, so excited that's my for goal. you that's my yeah. hope but I'm not gonna push it mm -hmm. um, because Broadway you know like I said I've been telling you how to go to broadwayblack.com and we um, are still I'm still working but I know that we haven't been releasing material um, in that way and I know mm -hmm. people are looking for that and like well what the fuck do he do <laughs> like <laughs> I know we you make like, people so ignorant well, what the fuck do he do what the fuck <laughs> he do right like you make people so ignorant <laughs> Manji but I, I do shit on my own time that's what I do bloop okay <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm just now getting back like I said I'm just now getting back to a space where I'm healthy again and taking on one thing at a time hey, this man. was the first thing this podcast you mm -hmm. and Amber like saved my life mm. and so I'm glad to be back doing this and the mental health support group is something else that's really passionate about and once i get back and i'm recentered i probably will start releasing material again come on now um and so i'm excited about that but then i go to chicago to do some broadway black work um and to see some family mm -hmm. before, so i'll be in chicago for a week um so if you're chicago shout out hey like, now up. like i want to see the theater i want to see like if it's something that like I, I don't know about or something like i'm trying to go off 
the path. Like, mm-hmm. I want to see the forgotten spaces, mm-hmm. the forgotten pieces. It's not all mainstream. Yeah, yeah. the unseen. Oh, yeah. I, I want to like put that. my eyes on the unseen. Come through. Yeah. Speak a word. Yeah. Yes. Come on so through. I'm excited about that. And I really, really, so hit me up, y'all. I'm going to be in Chicago. And I would Ooh, love I to see I want to put my eyes on the unseen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to have to put that on a t shirt. That's a good one. Hallelujah. That Look, hit me hallelujah. in the spirit. I want to put my eyes on the unseen. That hit me in the yes. spirit. That's a good one. Hallelujah. Ooh, I might put that in the play. Okay. okay. <laughs> Come through. <laughs> Conceived by. <laughs> <laughs> I can. Drew Shade. I we, can. We'll, put in the, we'll put in the bad boy musical. Come through. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> take that. Take but that. We just saw Faith and CBJ got married this week. Okay. Well, I don't even child. I was under a rock. I'm learning it now. Okay. Yeah, Faith was talking about she eat big ass. But okay, that's another oh! show. That's another show. We thank I y'all so can't. much. <laughs> we thank y'all so much for joining us. Thank y'all. This, this was good. It was good, wasn't yeah, it? This was really good. Yeah, it's like it's like me and you, because you know we just talk. Yeah, that's literally what it was. I wish Brandon was here. We should have Brandon come in. Child, y'all would have been shady ladies. <laughs> I can't take them when they together sometimes. Love, y'all just so shady. I Lord love. have mercy. Me and Brandon was talking throughout that play. I know y'all was. I know y'all was. Lord have we mercy. To each other. Oh my goodness. I'm like, Sean. Didn't I cut, call one of the people late? You probably <laughs> I did. Call one of the characters. I think late. you did. You did. <laughs> That's so damn late. <laughs> I was mad at that point. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh my God, I love you, Danielle. You I love you, like, you too. Oh, you my nigga, man. Come on, for real, for real. Like we've been through, we've been through it. Yeah, but here we are. Because you, like, when when we think, when I really think about it, we shouldn't like each other. Really? Well, I mean, because you're so nice and shit. But like, you know, I popped off a couple times. <laughs> you did, and you just didn't give a fuck. I did. And so we shouldn't like each other. So like, but I liked you. You did. So and I here liked we are. you too. Oh. This is my friend, y'all. Come on, boo. <laughs> and he Come moving. On. He moving to L.A. In two years, but Lord. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Bye, y'all. We Bye, out Thank y'all. y'all so much for listening to another episode of Off Book presented by Broadway Black. We've just hit our mark, and we've gone off book, and we're out. This is Drew Shade. Donya Love. And imagine hearing Princess Amber Mine. Amber Mine. We love you. See you next week, Amber. Yes, y'all. Hopefully, because she's, if she's not booked. Ciao. She probably is booked. Peace. She'll be here. <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs> hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.